Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT. Budweiser's weekday sports beat, Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Jim Arizari in once again. Some, uh, some Notre Dame news coming in. We'll, uh, we'll get to that uh, coming up in uh, just, a, just a couple of minutes here. Of course, uh, everything brought to you by Budweiser, King of Beers, locally distributed by United Beverage Company of South Bend. Baseball fans, this Bud's for you. Tim Growl State Farm Insurance for surprisingly great rates that fit anyone's budget. Call Tim at 574 232 9981, the Food Bank of Northern Indiana. Hunger is a story we can end. Find out how at feedindiana.org. And Barnaby's of Mishawaka and Granger serving our community while serving Michiana's most favorite pizza since 1978. Um, so by now, I'm, I'm sure that you've probably heard uh, about some changes that are going to be happening here. Um, one of those changes... Uh, Darren is coming out of mornings and coming back to this show. Unfortunately, that means that in in all the budgeting and and all that stuff, unfortunately, uh, Sean got cut, basically, to uh, use the, uh, I guess, some sports parlance. I don't know. DFA'd. Does that work for you? I don't know. Um, And... uh, he would probably hate the fact that I'm kind of going on and on about him and, and, and whatnot because that's kind of the guy that Sean is, really. Uh, I do want to express a uh, a lot of thanks to him, though. Um, I got here, got, got to you know this group of radio stations, what? two, almost three years ago, and uh, really one of, the, one, of the, one of the few people around here, I mean, COVID kind of screwed some things up, quite honestly. Um, I, didn't, I didn't get full-time, I didn't get to be full-time around here until well into COVID and all that stuff. Like, I, like we moved into a new building, and pretty much... People who are on the air have been the only people in here. Like I, I, I haven't seen salespeople in God knows how long. There, are, there are some that I haven't even met. Uh, so things kind of got screwed up. But back when I started here, Sean was probably one, maybe two people who actually bothered to say anything to me. Quite honestly, <laughs> actually bothered to say, "Hey, pleased to meet you. Welcome." You know, expl- you know, explain what he did, all that stuff. Uh, 
as time went on, you know, our our relation, you know, we got a little bit a little bit closer anyway. I would say we were solid work friends. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd be able to joke and whatnot. And I think I think Sean was also one of the people who really kind of pushed for me to get on the air and uh, really kind of pestered management about me getting on the air. So blame him. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but you know, it, it's good to have a, a guy like that in your corner, uh, especially as you're trying to go off and do something different than, than what you're used to. I, I was not just coming off of a long break from radio, but my previous gig was in music radio, where I'm basically talking for a minute and maybe hitting a post and... That's that, you know, move on, you know, two, three songs play, and, you know, here I am again talking about, uh, you know, family four-packs of tickets to uh, some water park or whatever. So I want to I thank Sean for that, for, for being in my corner. Um, you know, it, it, it certainly uh, at least gave me some sort of confidence that I could actually do this. <laughs> on, you know, like do this for real. Uh, I had been fooling around with some podcasts and whatnot, but nothing really structured like like this. And and the fact that you know, here I am now, you know, full time and 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 whatnot. Um, you know, I, I I owe a lot to him, and it just kind of sucks that uh, that he's not going to be around every day. You know, so. Uh, he said this on Twitter. You know, apparently the you know. The, the plan is for for him to do some play-by-play for us, uh, you know, back when, uh, you know, Mishawaka football and things like all that stuff starts getting back into the, back into the swing of things. So, you know, he's not going to be gone forever or anything, but, you know, it, it, it sucks that, that, that he's not going to be around here every day uh, to <laughs> basically just have fun with and, you know, ha- you know, be able to, talk shop with you know i'm a guy I'm a, I'm a guy who likes to talk shop i like i like telling stories about you know the past and whatnot and one of the few people who would actually do that with me was was, was sean so we, we both have quite the colorful histories apparently that's 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 what i've been able to pick up so uh so so thanks thanks to sean um yeah so here you go and you know Again, he's not dying. <laughs> he's not dead. He's still living. You know, so. But again, it sucks. So, moving on. That is, that that's probably what Sean would would rather have me do is just to move on. And what a thing to move on to some uh, some Notre Dame football news. Uh, Notre Dame, their class of twenty twenty three. Uh, growing by one <laughs> again. <laughs> uh, they uh, let's see. They just added another four-star commitment, uh, picking up offensive tackle Sullivan Absher. For that name, plenty you've probably read it on, you know, Blue and Gold Illustrated, Irish Breakdown, all of them. Quite honestly, uh, you've heard that name quite a bunch. 
uh, over the last couple of months here. Uh, he picked uh, picked Notre Dame over Clemson and NC State. He's the 13th public commitment for the Irish, uh, so far ranking number one on uh, on Rivals.com, 247 Sports, and also on three. So that, uh, that's yet another recruiting victory uh, in ACC territory for for Notre Dame. Uh, three-star offensive guard Sam Pendleton committed on April 25th. Uh, he also held offers from NC State and Clemson. You know, so uh, could make it a clean sweep for its top offensive line targets in the Carolinas when, uh, when four-star Monroe Freeling returns for an official visit on June 10th. So could go for three for three. And man, that, that like, Huh. It never happened before, did it? <laughs> In fact, the Notre Dame has a number one recruiting class. That never happened before. And yet, Brian Kelly probably paid like it did. Some other stuff came up from uh, from The Athletic earlier today. Uh, Notre Dame paying Brian Kelly north of $3 million during the 2020 season, federal tax documents show. Although the, uh, the total sum of his uh, compensation was likely much higher than that. Notre Dame itself paid Kelly uh, $3.3 million in total compensation, which uh, on its own was the highest of any athletic-related employee for the reporting period of uh, July 1st, 2020 through July, uh, June 30th, 2021. Uh, Mike Bray got $2.5 million. Athletic Director Jack Swarbrick, $1.7 uh, the, all this according to the school's Form 990, which it files every year. So, you know, no, nothing nothing earth-shattering in that news, but it's like, huh. Notre Dame was paying Brian Kelly $3.3 million to basically throw guys under the bus and make up excuses about why he couldn't bring talent like Sullivan Absher and Sam Pendleton and possibly Monroe Freeling to uh to school you know among others huh but hey you know well this is a great way to get started <laughs> of course uh he got that 10-year 95 million dollar contract with the tigers i i anticipate him maybe getting through four years of that uh <laughs> So, but yeah, that's that. It it, it it's just interesting because you know typically that that number as far as what really any head coach at Notre Dame has ever been paid, you know, it's always been shrouded in secrecy. It's always been unofficial numbers. You know, uh, nobody's ever been able to put like an actual source on any sort of number or anything like that. And, you know, since it's sports, apparently we got to have everybody's salary right there at, at our fingertips. Uh, now I know Charlie Weiss's buyout, totally different story altogether. I think, I think they were putting numbers on that every day on the front page of the news and on every website out there. Uh, interestingly enough, Clark Lee, uh, Sure, made a whole hell of a lot of money uh, while he was here uh, at at Notre Dame for the 2020 reporting period. Uh, Lee hired as uh, Vanderbilt's head coach after the 2020 season, of course. 
Uh, it was reported that he had the highest salary for a Notre Dame assistant coach ever. One and a half million dollars. You know, just over one and a half million dollars uh, paid by Notre Dame. Which, that's a hell of a salary for an assistant coach, quite honestly. But what's really going to be interesting is next year, <laughs> when next year's Form 990 comes out, and we find out just how much money it took Marcus Freeman to come here. Just how much money did it take? Wow. Like, if one and a half million dollars... and. Nowadays, that's almost like chicken scratch in, in coaching. But just how much, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's more than one and a half million dollars. I'm sure it is, right? One would, one would imagine anyway. So, but yeah, uh, the thing that really stuck out to me was uh, the push notification. Because I subscribe to The Athletic and I get the push notifications on my phone. And I look down at my phone as I'm getting ready to get in the car, come out, come on over here to the studio, and hmm. Notre Dame head coach Brian Kelly made double what was reported according to tax documents. Which kind of starts wetting your whistle a little bit. Which kind of makes you think, oh, there's something scandalous in here. No, that's just, that's just it. You know, there's nothing. You know, that's all it is. How much he made, you know, on the side. Don't know that. Probably never will. Don't hold your breath or anything. He doesn't have to disclose that information to anybody, quite honestly. But, uh, yeah, it's just interesting that there's finally a number as far as how much Brian Kelly was making to basically make excuses. We'll also know how much Marcus Freeman is going to be making as well come next year. At least he, like so far, he's putting in the work, though. For evidence, see, you know, number one recruiting class in 2023, according to three different, three different highly respected sources. Just saying. Coming up. Uh, NFL uh, schedule, of course, came out last night. Um, how the hell did the Bears get three primetime games? How how did how did that happen? Of course, one of them, they once again have to go to Lambeau Field on Sunday Night Football and get their asses handed to them. At least it's early in the season. It's not like there's going to be a playoff berth on the Well, it's not like there's going to be a playoff berth on the line in any Bears game this season, quite honestly. But at least we're getting it done uh, fairly soon. <laughs> September 18th, the uh, Bears heading up to Green Bay on Sunday night football. And then two games in October, and then that's it. Nothing but noon starts from there on out. We don't even get Bears-Lions on Thanksgiving again. Thank God, too. Instead, we got Giants Cowboys on Thanksgiving, which. It's Bills. I think it's Bills Lions. Giants Cowboys for the first two games on Thanksgiving. The the second. Yeah, I think it's. I lost track of, of, of what it was. 
I'm sure it's in my notes here somewhere. It might be one of one of the games that we're going to talk about even. So I've got uh, what I think probably the best game of each week coming up across the whole NFL. We'll, uh, we'll talk about that a, a few times throughout the uh, this afternoon. Uh, NFL Twitter got got. <laughs> got had again. <laughs> Get into that a little bit. And uh, I've got uh, my five best bets for the sports weekend. There's actually a prop in here. Actually a prop. I mean, it's not a crazy wild prop or anything like that. It's got to do with Giannis Antetokounmpo, but it's a prop. So we'll uh, we'll get to that and plenty more. Whatever else hoves into my field of vision as far as uh, as far as uh, any sort of sports news and and whatnot that we can un- unearth. All right. Okay. Let's do it. Uh, of course, you've still got a little bit of time. Get yourself a, a pair of tickets to the uh, fully loaded comedy festival that happening at Four Winds Field on Thursday, June sixteenth. Uh, sign up to win wsbtradio.com slash contests, or just click the link right there on the front page. It'll show up. It's pretty easy to see. It says fully loaded comedy festival. So, headed up by Bert Kreischer. Uh, he's got tons of specials out there. Multiple Netflix specials. He's the machine. If you've ever heard, if you've ever seen, you know, the comedian online who's talking about being the machine in Russia, that's Bert. He's he's been able to take that and basically go and become big enough to where he's got his own festival now. Also going to be at the show, uh, Sal Volcano from Impractical Jokers, Taylor Tomlinson, and uh, and Big J Okerson, all of them. Uh, with with Netflix specials, all of them very funny. Should be should be really, really fun. Tickets, ha! Huh. Like the cheap seats are bordering on fifty bucks. That's the cheap seats. Like I said, free ones at wsbtradio.com. Okay, let's go. You got to fill out your name, your email, and your I think your phone number. Pretty simple. Pretty simple stuff. So. There you go. It's all coming up. Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat. Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat. Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Mirazari in for you this afternoon. Um, got my five best bets for the sports weekend coming up. Just a little bit. Some uh, some NFL news just uh, coming down. Uh, Jarvis Landry, the wide receiver, formerly of the Browns, now a member of the New Orleans Saints. That according to a video that he posted on his Twitter. Uh, he became free agent this offseason after the Browns released him back in March. Uh, still owed $14.3 million in the final season of that contract. Browns had given Landry permission to seek a trade after Cleveland acquired Amari Cooper from the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, caught 52 passes, 570 yards, and two touchdowns in 12 games last season. Uh, Saints were were definitely one of those teams struggling to uh, find some wide receiver depth. Uh, 
Got some pretty good depth right there. No, the Colts were uh, were talking to uh, to Jarvis Landry a little bit as well. I think the main hang up there was what Landry was asking for money wise. Colts didn't think that they that they wanted to spend that much money on Jarvis Landry. It's only twenty nine, but definitely on that on that other side of 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 his best years, you know, on you know, like it's it's all gonna start coming down soon. May take a couple of seasons, I don't know, but Jarvis Landry, member of the New Orleans Saints now. So remember that for your fantasy football needs. How many tackles is uh, is Jarvis Landry gonna have to make <laughs> for of uh after after Jameis throws picks? That's what I want to know. Is there an over is there an over under on how many tackles Jarvis Landry is gonna have to make now? I'm gonna look for that. I'm really gonna look for that later on. <laughs> I may have some honorable mentions on on my five best bets for the sports weekend. I don't know. <sighs> NFL like it does, uh, making highest the highest drama out of essentially shuffling paper. On display last night, even NFL uh, schedule finally getting released. There were specials on ESPN, I think ESPN two actually, and uh, of course the NFL Network and. Everybody's phone probably going off. I was uh, I was looking at a at a buddy of mine. His his Twitter account. He's a uh, he's down in Houston. Just going off about the Texan schedule. <laughs> of course, you know with my with my Twitter feed since I'm a Giants fan, I've got all these Giant reporters going. You know, God. Not going to win that one, 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 or that one. <sighs> five wins, by the way. Put me down for five wins for the Giants this year. Put me down for four years before this rebuild actually starts producing anything meaningful. I have nothing but the highest faith in my team. <laughs> anyway. With the new schedule, of course, everybody starts salv- Everybody starts looking for the best games of, of each week. And, of course, I'm no different. I fall right into that sports radio trap. So, let's talk about a few of them, shall we? Uh, yeah, there we go. Need the, need the proper music for that, you know. Do I need this, too? Maybe. Why not? May pop in at random times. I don't know. Season gets off pretty good. I'll say that. Like, that's... Bills at Rams. On that Thursday night kickoff game to start the season. That's pretty good. (laughs) That's pretty good. A little bit of an edge with Von Miller playing against the team that he just left in free agency. Won another Super Bowl with. Of course, the Rams defending champ. Bills almost got there last year. 
can kind of look at this game as what could have been. So, 49ers at Bears. That's also that's also week one. Seriously, like Bills at Rams. That is that is spicy. The Sunday night game that week too is pretty good too. Buccaneers at Cowboys. I mean, the nation doesn't have to wait very long to see Jerry Jones curse as <laughs> the Cowboys choke away another game. <laughs> Broncos at Seahawks, too. Russell Wilson, of course, spending all that time with, with Seattle, getting traded to Denver this past offseason. First game of the season in Seattle. Denver at Seattle for Monday Night Football. That That's... Broncos are going to be good to watch this year. That, that's going to be some good, good football. Seahawks, maybe not so much. But I totally get the drama of putting that on Monday Night Football, putting that, putting a game like that on, on national TV. If it if it happens like four years from now, who who, who gives a flip? Quite honestly. But this year, yeah, I'm in for that. Really, a pretty solid first. First, uh, first week. Patriots at Dolphins could be fun. Chiefs at Cardinals, I think, is going to be a shootout. Raiders and Chargers, that's probably going to be another shootout. There's going to be a lot of shootouts coming up in the AFC West. And if I'm any team, I am scared of the Chargers. That team went out and loaded up. That team, that team wants to supplant the Rams as, as number one Los Angeles. I mean, they've got a gigantic mountain to climb because nobody cares right now about the charges in Los Angeles, but, man, they, they're at least trying. Got to give them that. Speaking of the Chargers, week two, Chargers at Chiefs. That's the, uh, the first game of the Thursday night football slate on Amazon on Prime Video. Of course, like I said, Two great games last season. Considering what we've got just at the quarterback position alone, just on offense alone for both teams. <sighs> Bengals at Cowboys that week, too. On, on week two. That could be good. Dolphins at Ram... I <laughs> Dolphins at Ravens. That, I think, is going to be very telling for the rest of the season. Like, I think the Ravens' defense is going to be just fine. And I think they're going to feast on Tua. Going to feast on him. I think a lot of teams are going to be feasting on Tua, quite honestly. There's a video. There's a video that the Dolphins put out. You know, doing like some of that off-season program stuff, and two is throwing to Tyree Kill, and talking about you know just how quick Tyree Kill gets downfield and all that, and Tua I think underthrew him by like 15 yards. Underthrew him by 15 yards. I was like, that is 
that is a creative way of showing off a quarterback under throwing a ball. That is fantastic. Cheers to the Dolphins PR team. <laughs> Week three, yeah, the big one, Packers at Buccaneers. You got Tom Brady, you got Aaron Rodgers. Okay. You get to see the Packers' boring offense now without uh, without Devontae Adams. <laughs> of course, they were they matched up against each other in the NFC Championship uh, a couple of seasons ago, before Tampa Bay got into the Super Bowl and and beat the Chiefs. So, Tom Brady. Does, does he flaunt the Fox money yet? Do you think that happens? I mean, that is at Tampa Bay, so, you know, they could totally arrange for a Brinks truck to come in. I'm just saying. Chiefs at Colts. Rams at Cardinals. Also that week. Buccaneers show up a lot on this list. I totally get it, too. Because... Everybody's basically coming back. Like, almost everybody on that team is coming back. Everyone. They all they all want to play with a winner, man. Why would you not want to play with Tom Brady at this point? Until he starts underthrowing receivers by a solid 15 yards like Tua. Until he starts doing that. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want to play with a guy who has that many rings and probably wants to go get a couple more before it's all said and done? Chiefs get their chance at the Bucks in uh, in week four. That was one of those games that they already announced. That's going to be a Sunday night game, though. <laughs> the Bucks get Aaron Rodgers and then Patrick Mahomes. We <laughs> two weeks in a row. Jesus. I'll say this. The NFL is not making it easy for Tampa. <laughs> not making it easy at all for the Buccaneers. I gotta, I gotta look up like how, how strong their schedule is. But just that, that's week three and four for the Buccaneers. At least they gave them both home days on that, you know. Titans at Colts, that could uh, that could definitely have some ramifications. Both of the Titans-Colts games, by the way, take place before Halloween. Don't you think one of those should have waited until, oh, December? Late November, you know, mid to late November, maybe? <sighs> like, those are going to be the two teams battling for the AFC South and probably just like you know a couple of years ago it's gonna go right down to the wire oh well there there are, there are a couple of little quirks about the NFL schedule that I'm mm, okay just ugh. week five uh, probably Chargers at Browns it was one of the best games last season and <laughs> we get to run it back this time in Cleveland 
How many points were scored? Like it was like over 90 points were scored in that game, right? If I'm remembering correctly. Two two teams with coaches that just say, "Yeah, let's do that. Just go for it. Go on out." We'll actually get a, a sense of what the Browns are by that point. I didn't notice a whole lot of chatter about the Browns. That's one thing I noticed about the... Uh, about both, actually. About both the ESPN and, and the NFL Network presentations of the, of the schedule release last night. They didn't really dwell too much on the Browns. I can't imagine why. Huh. Colts at Broncos on Thursday night that week. Bengals at Ravens. That's always a good divisional matchup. Raiders at Chiefs. Sign me up for any of those AFC West games, quite honestly. Any game involving an AFC West team. I know there's numbers about uh, what division what division the winning Super Bowl team is going to come from. I know there's numbers on that. Week six. Kind of split this up into, into three segments here. Week six. This will be the last one for this segment. Bills at Chiefs. We get another rematch. Why is why is that series not happening at least once in Buffalo? Like the Bills always have to go to Kansas City for this one. Why? I don't know. Two great games last season, though. I mean, I mean that that divisional round game was unbelievable, unbelievable. I also noticed how uh, the NFL didn't do anything as far as overtime rules went, because even even because of that game. Oh, the hell you say? Still, that's going to be one of the. Like I said. Any AFC West team, sign me up. And when you get a, like, Bills at Chiefs again, God, that is, that is spicy right there. Broncos at Chargers also that week. Needless to say, I'm going to, like, I'm not going to pay for Sunny Ticket. Not going to do that. Especially since... I'm a Giants fan. I don't need to see that 17 weeks out of my season. I already I already suffer from depression just fine on my own. I don't need the extra push. <laughs> anyway, so that's uh Those are the best games uh Weeks one through six uh, for the uh, for the NFL schedule, at least what I think anyway. Uh, coming up, my five best bets for the sports weekend. All these games happen tonight, by the way, because these NBA series, you know, you don't know who's gonna who who's getting eliminated tonight. Maybe no one. Same thing with the NHL series. And then if, if you're reading anything about a Sunday baseball game right now on any 
website, you know, like getting any sort of gambling advice on that, it's going to change five times. Do not place money. <laughs> Do not place money. Uh, but yeah, your your five best bets for the sports weekend, aka tonight. Hopefully, you're picking up all the money that you need for this weekend tonight uh, with these five bets. That is coming up in the My Five Question of the Day. Budweiser's weekday sports beat, Sports Radio 960 WSBT. This is the My Five Question of the Day. Can you dig it? On Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT. We all like some money. And I'm going to at least make the valiant effort at helping you win a little bit of money this weekend. All right? Get that gamble music going. Yeah. All right, my five best bets. Basically for tonight. Gonna go NBA playoffs this first one here. Memphis at Golden State. Golden State favored by eight. Huh? Why? Memphis plus eight. All the way, man. All the way. The Grizzlies have covered five of their last six games. And eight points is a gigantic number for this series. Moneyline play might even be in order tonight. Do you want to go that route? Go right ahead. Grizzlies team without John Morant. No egos. All about attacking and working as one. They are a swarm. That's why they've gone 21-6 and six without him. And don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not saying that John Morant is like this highly egotistical guy. It's all, it's all about him or anything. He's just the best player on that team. He's facilitating a lot of these things. Like, it all goes through job, basically. But the fact that they can play that well without their best player, astounding. Memphis does have to go up against that Golden State crowd, though. Ugh. No thanks. They also got to go up against the refs. Even bigger. No thanks. Also, Golden State, you, come on. They got beat by 39 in Game 5. You don't think they want to exact a little bit of revenge? Memphis should have won Game 4 in San Francisco. I'm going to take the points with the Grizzlies. Memphis plus 8. All right? Okay. Let's, uh... There we go. <laughs> Number two, Houston at Washington. That uh, From the world of Major League Baseball, I just like Houston on the money line, minus 160, just straight up. That's at 7.05 tonight. Astros have now won 10 straight. They're at the top of the AL West. They will be without Jeremy Pena tonight, who's been on fire for them. He was injured in their last game. Got the best bullpen in the American League. Nats bullpen ranked 21st. The Nats have been crushing righties of late, though. But have not been hitting lefties to save their life. Lefties could be throwing a literal beach ball at them, and they can't hit it. 
Josiah Gray is very good, but still doesn't get deep into games. Framber Valdez should have success against the uh, against the Nats with a sinker. Nats don't hit very many home runs. They also hit into plenty of double plays. Let's just say Houston makes it uh, makes it 11 in a row tonight. Houston straight up. Uh, Florida at Washington from the NHL. Florida, of course, favored. In the history of the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs, how many times... I wonder how many times previously a team that had a 3-0 lead in the second period of a game and yet still failed to cover like Washington did in Game 5 in a 5-3 loss. How? How does that happen? And yet here I go, going back to it tonight. <laughs> going back to it tonight, back in D.C. Florida only scored two total goals in the uh, first 118 minutes or so at Washington in games three and four. Scored a third late to tie game four and then won it in overtime. Other than that, mm, Florida's kind of been shut out. I like Washington plus, plus the one and a half. Let's see. Next game here. Angels at Oakland from uh, from Major League Baseball. Halos bleeding the majors in runs. Probably going to tee off on Dalton Jeffries. Struggling. 1-5, 522 ERA. Yeah. In his past two starts, he's uh, given up 10 runs, 18 hits, and just 10 innings. Opponents are hitting 383 against him. The reason the Angels, I, I like the Angels straight up here. This number is only at 150, minus 150 though, because the Angels are giving uh, Chase Silf, uh, Silseth his first MLB start. That's pretty cool. It's going to be the first member of the uh, 2021 draft class to reach a show. That's that's awesome. Silseth has a 173 ERA. Did that in double A this year. My guess, though, Joe Madden probably only lets him do, you know, go through the lineup once. So, I like the Angels at Oakland straight up. And then finally, back to the NBA, Boston at Milwaukee. Giannis has scored 34 or more points in each of the past three games. But more importantly... He's averaging a preposterous 28.2 shot attempts per game. That's five more than he's ever averaged in a series before this. My God. When you're missing Chris Middleton, I guess I get it. Bucks have clearly recognized that their only hope in this series is basically giving their best player the ball and hoping for the best. It's worked for him recently. Well, I'll say that. His last three closeout games have been a 40-point outburst to send Kevin Durant home last season, a 50-point masterpiece to win the uh, finals, and a blowout over the Bulls in which he shot 71% from the field. Giannis is smelling blood. When that happens, you take Giannis on the over. Giannis over 33.5 points is my pick for Boston at Milwaukee right there. Memphis plus eight, Houston straight up in baseball, Florida 
no, Washington actually plus one and a half in hockey. The Angels straight up against Oakland. And then uh, Giannis over 33 and a half points tonight. Again, he smells blood. Sports Center update coming up uh, just before six o'clock. Sports Sports Radio 960 WSBT. All right, Budweiser's weekday sports beat. Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Uh, yep, there it goes. Anyway, <laughs> well, let's see. Uh, like another thirty-five minutes or so. Uh, South Bend Cubs pregame starting six forty-five. Uh, we'll uh, we'll take you up to that. Of course, first pitch at seven oh five tonight. Uh, going through the uh, the NFL schedule anyway. At least trying to. There was going to be music here, but all of a sudden the, <laughs> the computer's not working anymore. <sighs> anyway, <sighs> week seven. Let's uh, let's go week seven real quick. Are we back? Things working again? Maybe eventually. Maybe eventually. <laughs> it may come blasting in here. <laughs> Just turn that down real quick. Week 7, uh, probably the best game on the slate. It's one of those weak kind of weeks, you know? Uh, Browns at Ravens. AFC North, probably going to be strong again. Not as strong as the AFC West, but hey. There's not really... Too much of a slight, like Pittsburgh's going to be terrible, I think. But uh, Baltimore, Cleveland, Cincinnati, they're going to be fighting for it. Browns at Ravens, week seven, that's uh, that's pretty solid. Uh, week eight, Packers at, Bill, at Bills. I think Bills Mafia is going to go all out for for Green Bay. Just a hunch. I want to sign up. I I, I want to go. I want to go tailgate that game quite honestly. In week eight, that's a Sunday night game too. Bill's Mafia is going to be insane. Week number nine, uh, the Rams are at the Buccaneers. Bucks getting to uh, getting a little rematch against the Rams, and they get that chance on their home field. Plus, I mean that's such a great that's such a great matchup too between Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey against Tom Brady. How? How do you go wrong there? Sean McVay scheming against Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles is like the defensive version of Sean McVay. He might not be able to like take out passes from like, you know, 55 years ago or anything like that. Because, you know, I think Todd Bowles might be a little bit more human, but uh but yeah, as far as as far as quality goes, yeah, Todd Bowles defensive Sean McVay right there. Colts are also at the Patriots by the way that week in uh, in week 9, so that's a little something for you. Do we have uh Do we have anything back yet? Hey. Neat. <laughs> That's one thing Sean's not going to miss, by the way. Let's just tell you that right now. Uh, week 10, 
<laughs> week 10, we got Cowboys at Packers. Mike McCarthy returning to Green Bay for the first time on the opposition sideline. And as and as much as a as much of a bad coach that I think Mike Mike McCarthy is, I hope I hope I really hope he takes it to to, to Aaron Rodgers that week. Just blitz him every time. Let him let him have you know the little dump pass for that winds up going for eighty yards and a touchdown. I want to, I want to see Micah Parsons eating Aaron Rodgers for lunch. Week 11, 49ers at Rams. That's just good. That's just good. Divisional matchup. That's an NFC title game rematch. Only a Monday night game, too. I'll get into the uh, I'll get into the slates for Thursday night and Sunday night and Monday night too because there's some good like Thursday night got some good games. Monday night probably has the best slate in like 15 years. Sunday night kind of kind of suffering a little bit because of that. Not gonna lie. Uh, week 12 Rams are at the Chiefs. That's one of the more stacked weeks of the of the season, quite honestly. And it's Thanksgiving weekend is week 12. Rams at Chiefs. <laughs> that's that's good. Uh, let's see, Giants at Ken- okay. Like I said, Bills at Lions and Giants at Cowboys are the first two games on Thanksgiving. Don't mind those. Bucks at the Browns, though. Bengals at the Titans. Another playoff rematch. Chargers at the Cardinals. Steelers at the Colts might be good on Monday night that week. Some solid, solid games going on Thanksgiving weekend. You know, once you get past the first two. The the first two... You know what? I take that back. Bill's Lions may actually wind up being pretty entertaining, too, because I don't think the Lions... Lions aren't going to be bad. Like, the Lions are not going to give up. They're going to be a thorn in some in some teams' sides this year. They're going to be... I think they're going to be way better this year. I like the I like the Lions at least competing. Like, the Lions... Lions fans, you're going to be done right by this team, finally. You're actually going to be able to say, hey, we may not have won, but hell, they tried. For all the flack that we gave Dan Campbell, that philosophy sure is working in that team. Week 13, uh, Broncos at Ravens, Russell Wilson against Lamar Jackson. Late in the season, playoff spot probably on the line. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for that. All for that. Let's see. Chiefs at Bengals. Also that week. Week 14, you got... Uh, ooh, Chargers Raiders in week 13, too. Ooh, that could be a playoff game, too. Week 14, Buccaneers at the Niners. Brady gets to travel to Northern California. Play at home for a ch- you know His hometown for a change. Does Trey Lance... Does Trey Lance start for the Niners this year? Like, does, does that happen? Everything, everything that I've heard about about the Niners is that Trey Lance still isn't ready. And granted, you know, just going into his second season, but I mean, if you're gonna hand everything off to him, 
Concerning. Browns at Bengals, Ravens at Steelers, too. That uh, that week. Good AFC North rivalries right there. Chiefs at Broncos on Sunday night that week. Week 15, you got Patriots at the Raiders. Teacher versus student. Belichick versus McDaniels. Don't need to say any more. Nothing more. Titans at the Chargers also that week, though. So, oh. Week 16, you got the the uh, Eagles at the Cowboys. Uh, knowing the Eagles and the Cowboys, quite honestly, uh, the NFC East is probably probably going to be up for grabs in that game. So, I don't know what it is about those two teams that that say, "Hey, let's one of us really underachieve and one of us really overachieve, and we'll play for the division at the end of the season." I'd like to see what DNA causes that. Bills at the Bengals in Week 17. I like that. That's a that's a Monday night game too. Let's just listen to some of these names involved in that game, okay? Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Stephon Diggs, Jamar Chase, Gabriel Davis, T. Higgins. <laughs> Guys like Von Miller, Tredavious, uh, Tredavious White, uh, Trey Hendrickson, and Jesse Bates gonna have a night that night. All right, like a real hard time that night. Bills at Bengals, Week 17. That's a Monday night game. Also got Rams at Chargers, a battle of L.A. Chargers, man, I I, I like the Chargers a lot. I I like every team in the AFC West. I'm not gonna lie. Like it's tough to pick that division. Week 18, of course, it's all kind of jumbled up. It's it's mostly division versus division. Ravens at Bengals, though, that very well could decide the AFC North champion. I think they're both going to be vying for a playoff spot. Why not? Put a... You know what? I think Monday Night Football even... Oh. Here's a Monday Night game that week. In addition to the Sunday night game kind of being flexed, I think the Monday night game gets flexed too. Very interesting. Chiefs at Raiders, Chargers at Broncos, Browns at Steelers, Patriots at Bills, Cardinals at the Niners. So, yep, there's a, that's the, those are the games that I'm already searching TiVo for. (laughs) Searching my YouTube TV guide for. Thursday Night Football got a slate. That, I mean, for for being streaming only, they're going to make some people sign up. As I mentioned before, Chargers at the Chiefs. And don't get me wrong, there's there's some crap games in here too. Like, you know, Falcons, Panthers. Come on. But, you know, Chargers, Chiefs, Colts at Broncos. Not bad. Dolphins at, at the Bengals. Titans at the Packers in week 11? Cowboys at Titans? Raiders at the Rams? That's just Thursday night games. And then Monday night, like I said, 
probably one of the best slates for Monday Night Football that they've had in years on ESPN. Like, Monday Night was, especially at the start, when they when ESPN started doing Monday Night Football, it was like, that was like the home of, uh, like, Cincinnati and Cleveland, when they're both terrible. Ugh. But this year, you've got, uh, you know, the Broncos at Seattle to start. Titans at the Bills. Raiders at the Chiefs. Broncos at the Chargers. Again, some poo-poo here, like Bears at Patriots. That is... Oh, that is going to be a massacre. Uh... <laughs> Rams at Packers, though, on on Monday night? I mean, that's just some ridiculous mad... Go get yourself a top-flight play-by-play team, and uh, your slate improves. What a concept. Sunday night slate, as I, as I mentioned, kind of suffered a little bit because of that. Bills at Rams kicking things off. Okay, cool. But, like, they're already having to go to Bears at Packers in week two. Ugh. Ugh. Like, that would typically be, like, ch Chargers at the Chiefs right there. Instead, Amazon's got it on Thursday. Ugh. Steelers at Dolphins, that may be a... That may be a battle for the middle. Some mediocrity going on. Some good games, though, still. You know, Bills-Rams, like I mentioned. Uh, Bucks and Cowboys... Titans and the Chiefs. Packers at the Eagles. Packers at the Bills. Patriots at the Vikings. Not bad. But like a lot of the oh wow games are got spread out on, on Thursday night and uh, and Monday night. So Go get yourself a top flight play by play team. That's that's all you gotta do. Of course NBC, I mean they've got one. Tariko's taking over. He's good. So. Something I had to give, though. Anyway. There, there's there's my thoughts on, on the NFL schedule right there. So. Uh, wrap things up. Got some, uh, some odds and ends uh, highlighted by uh, football Twitter getting had. <laughs> this is a, that's, that story coming up is hilarious. Also, uh, some Norm McDonald news that really, it, it's like my favorite story of the week. Budweiser's weekday sports beat brought to you by Budweiser, king of beers, locally distributed by United Beverage Company of South Bend. Baseball fans, this Bud's for you. Also by the Food Bank of Northern Indiana. Hunger is a story we can end. Find out how at feedindiana.org. Barnaby's of Mishawaka and Granger, serving our community while serving Michiana's most favorite pizza since 1978. And by Tim Growl State Farm Insurance for surprisingly great rates that fit anyone's budget. Call Tim at 574-232-9981. South Bend Cubs uh, pregame coming up about 15 minutes from now. First pitch, 705. The, uh, the week-long series against Fort Wayne continuing, hoping to uh, hoping to start yet another win streak, I guess, tonight. 
got shut out last night, but eight wins in a row going into that game. That, that's solid. Also, you still got some time to uh, get signed up for the fully loaded comedy festival tickets. Uh, we've got uh, a few pairs of those to give away for free. Just sign up to win those at wsbtradio.com slash contests. All right, that's on uh, Friday, June 16th at Four Winds Field, about a month from now, a little over a month from now. Um, I hate saying this phrase. That phrase, of course, being fake news. Um, it's such a throwaway, you know, it's just, it's become so pithy that we, we've kind of lost the meaning of it. It's become so pithy. But this is a textbook definition as to how a lot of people can get had by fake news. All this, like, all this week, there was a, a, a Twitter account, at NFL Game Links. At NFL Game Links was just tweeting out stuff about the NFL schedule. Leaking, uh, leaking parts of the, I guess it's NFL Game Leaks, sorry. NFL Game Leaks, just leaking parts of the NFL schedule. Got up to like 10,000 followers in three days. It just kind of showed up out of nowhere. And all of a sudden, like, you start seeing things that are popping up on on NFL game leaks on Twitter. And you start seeing that showing up in, you know, a, as like a fact in in some journalists. Not so much not so much the national guys. But there were there were some some local beat guys that were that were had flat out deceived by the internet. And of course, the NFL schedule, like, this is nothing new as far as the NFL schedule leaking. Like, it's been happening for how long now? For as long as the NFL basically started putting up billboards that play loud music saying, you know, NFL schedule release on whatever day it is. Just remember, keep, keep your heads on a swivel when it comes to Twitter, okay? NFL Game Leaks was a total fake. <laughs> For three days, racks up uh, 10,000 followers, and then yesterday just says, nah, it's all fake. <laughs> None of it was true. Now, granted, the NFL was also releasing scheduled games, kind of wetting people's appetites a little bit, wetting the whistle, kind of getting people interested in, in things by announcing some of the games that were also announced last night, announcing some of them in advance. They announced, like, the international games. Uh, they announced uh, the Monday Night Football doubleheader in Week 2. Uh, you know, some other some other games like that. The, the Chiefs-Chargers game got announced at the draft. So whoever's running you know, NFL game leaks, they're sending that stuff out too, along with all of the bull crap that they're making up. 
<sighs> Cultivated a whole new personality, too. Typic typically, when you see Twitter getting people, it's like when it's somebody making like a fake account of a reporter by like you know, changing a couple of letters, like O's become zeros and capital I's turn into lowercase L's, things like that. You know, like real minute details where if you're not just eagle eyed on stuff, will get you every time. That guy, you know, it's happened to me before. I admit it. It's happened a couple of times to me. Happen, it happens to everybody. Lately, it's more evolved into, you know, guys, if you go, go check out Wes Steinberg on Twitter, for a little bit there, he was just acting like a Giants beat reporter. He's not a Giants beat reporter, but he sure looked official enough by basically being a white guy in a suit in his avatar. <laughs> and all the while, just putting out some stuff that when you look at it, kind of ridiculous, but also makes you go, uh, maybe. It might be. And now we've graduated to basically just a bored dude slapping the NFL shield on a Twitter account, calling it something really official looking like NFL game leaks. You know, not official by the league, but something reliable at least like NFL game leaks. And just pumping things out, just pumping out a bunch of garbage. <laughs> In addition to all of the stuff that the league had already put out. 10,000 followers. 10,000 people. <laughs> That's how you do it. That's how you do it. That is the textbook right there. That's That's how that gets done. So... Remember, keep your head on a swivel on Twitter, okay? <laughs> 10,000 people in three days and then just said, nah, well, none of it's true. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Story that put a smile on my face for a totally different reason altogether. Uh, Norm MacDonald, all right, of course, died last September at the age of 61. Uh, nobody knew that he had been battling leukemia for years prior to that. Nobody, nobody knew. And apparently, before he passed, uh, and this is kind of like right in the... This is back in 2020. Uh, he made one final stand-up special. And it had been basically locked away in a closet until soon, anyway. Until May 30th. It's going to be coming out on Netflix. Norm MacDonald, nothing special on May 30th, getting released. He, uh, you know, diagnosed with cancer in 2012, kept it private. Nobody knew. Really, like, I think, like, his, his, I would imagine, like, his son. He does have a son. 
and uh, his production partner knew. And I think, like, that was it as far as people who knew that he was sick. He was working on new material for a Netflix special, but had to go into the hospital in the summer of 2020. And, of course, it's right in the middle of the, of the pandemic. And apparently his test results, this is according to uh, his, his longtime producing partner, uh, Lori Jo Hookstra. Uh, she told the Hollywood, Porter, uh, Hollywood Reporter this. His test results were not good. So during the heart of the, COVID, of the COVID-19 pandemic and literally the night before going in for a procedure, he wanted to get this on tape just in case, as he put it, things went south. It was his intention to have a special to share if something happened. The result was a stand-up special shot in McDonald's living room. He filmed the entire hour in a single take. Typically, if, if, you're at a, if you're at a stand-up show and they're recording it for like HBO or Netflix or anything, typically that happens when you've got a comedian at a place multiple dates or doing multiple shows. He did it all in one take. Apparently looks great. The material's fantastic, according to, uh, according to Hoekstra. Made it through that medical procedure just fine. The footage basically just kind of tossed away. But then, a year later, he became very ill before he could get that special that this footage was going to be based on. Got very ill before he could get it properly filmed before an audience. Hookster says he ended up getting sicker uh, last August and September, and he remembered he had shot this and asked me to find it so he could watch it. He ended up pa- uh, watching it before he passed away. McDonald even suggested the <laughs> the title for the hour of Nothing Special. So, like that that's a that's a first right there. Kind of a post-mortem last joke from Norm MacDonald. Look for that on Netflix, May 30th. And it's going to include clips from uh, from Adam Sandler and Conan O'Brien and Dave Chappelle, David Letterman, uh, all talking about uh, Norm MacDonald during the recent Netflix is a Joke Festival. <laughs> That's awesome. That, that puts such a smile on my face. And that just sounds like something that Norm MacDonald would have done. I could just, just right there. So we get to we get to hear some of the some of the last material that Norm Macdonald was, was working on. That's I can't wait. I cannot wait. Seventeen days. Put 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 it on the countdown. <sighs> anyway, we'll get to South Bend Cubs baseball coming up here in uh, just a few minutes. The uh, series against uh, Fort Wayne continuing. Cubs looking to uh, start a new uh, new win streak here. We'll see if they can do it. First pitch, 7.05. Pre-game coming up next. Sports Radio 960 WSBT. S-O-S-D-D. Get yourselves witnessed. Put us out of our misery. 
Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 